It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, What's Your Instrument? And our scripture reference today is taken from Exodus 15, verses 20 through 21. As always, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His Holy Word. I can teach you how to play hundreds of instruments. That's how the junior high band director got my attention and first steered me toward music. I literally envisioned myself playing hundreds of instruments. Then he said one more word, percussion. You see, almost anything can be a percussion instrument. Clap your hands and you've just played a percussion instrument. Now, that doesn't mean everyone should try to play every percussion instrument. Take a tambourine, for example. I've been a part of plenty of worship gatherings where I wanted to literally take a tambourine from someone. It's just a piece of wood with metal zeals, but in the wrong hands, they're extremely off-putting. It's a little funny to me when people say today that percussion instruments don't belong in church worship. Guess what kind of instruments we read most about in the Bible. When the people of God were in bondage, God heard their cry. The Lord led them across the sea to begin their new life under God's rule. Once they were free from Pharaoh, do you remember what they did first? They worshipped God. That's in our DNA as people of God. The old Bob Dylan song says, you're going to have to serve somebody. But for the people of God, we're going to have to praise somebody first. That somebody is God, Jesus. What instrument did the people play as they worshipped God when they were free? Well, initially it doesn't say. In Exodus 15, Moses begins a song that everyone sings with him. I imagine they've learned how to use their hands to clap the original percussion instruments. But then Miriam, the prophet and Moses' sister, begins her song of praise. That's when we're told the tambourines come out in full force as the women dance and sing. If you're reading along at home, you may wonder where the tambourines came from. Others have asked that same question. They've also asked when the women learned how to dance. After all, they have lived under cruel circumstances with hard days of labor and strife. When did they have a chance to learn to dance or make tambourines? Also, remember how the people of God left with haste. You mean to say that these women in the rush of the night made sure to bring their tambourines? Apparently, why? Because they knew. They trusted in what God would do, and they were prepared. I try to teach that most of our lives is a response to what God has done. That is, if you want to give your life to Christ, it's because God has already demonstrated his love for you. If you want to pray, give, or even worship, it's because you've seen, heard, or experienced something God has already done. I suppose we could say Miriam and the others believed that way too. So much so that they were prepared as if God was going to do something. What a way to live.
I think most of us are used to thanking God after he has done something. Thanksgiving is great, by the way, even necessary. But is there any way you're preparing yourself right now for what God may do later? What's your tambourine or other percussion instrument? Your version of learning to dance as you suffer through turmoil. That is, after all, when you learn who and what you trust the most. Some of you are poets, artists, and writers. Others of you have the gift of service, giving, or leading. How can you use those or any other spiritual gifts as you walk through the dark valleys in order to be ready to praise God when you cross over? That takes faith, and I know that's the kind of faith God wants you to have. I can't teach you how to play hundreds of instruments, but I can pray for you to have that faith. Stay blessed.